Hey everyone, I'm Rachel, a walking juxtaposition and wearer of many hats. I live with my wife and triplet daughters in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm a book fanatic and author of You Are Not the Thoughts You Think. And I'm Megan, a stay-at-home mom and entrepreneur residing in Dallas, Texas. I live with my husband, two kids, two dogs, and two cats. I'm a fitness and mental health enthusiast, and in between the busy life of being a mom and wife, I'm the owner of my small business called The Love Within Us, where we focus on spreading love and light through self-empowerment. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it's like the, the game of chicken. Who's going to say good morning first? We press record and then it's like, then we look at each other. Who goes Are first? You or, <laughs> do, I, do we say it at the same time? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Me too. Me too. It's a great day to be alive. It is. I love fall. I think fall is my favorite season. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out why. I love the changing colors. I mean, obviously that's my first favorite thing, mm-hmm. um, but there's just, I don't know, like the crispness of the air, the reminders of like, I don't know, like the, to me, fall is the biggest reminder of like there being a cycle and then yeah. we go through these changes. I just love fall. Fall makes me so happy. Fall has always been my favorite. And like you said, that crispness of the air, it's cooler it feels good so you start to wear sweaters so it's like it becomes cozy and then you bundle up more and you like snuggle in you know more with the kids and I don't know it feels loving yeah um but after having my kids last year I really paid attention to spring for whatever reason it just really caught my attention and just the signs of new life and growth and maybe that's just because I've, I've been through a lot of growth in the past two years. And so it finally caught my attention, but fall has always been my favorite, always has a special place in my heart, but spring has really caught my eye too. Mm-hmm. We definitely need to do a episode and an episode on seasons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or split it up into four and have one on each season. Ooh. Too maybe much? five episodes, one about seasons, seasons and, then one on each. and then one of each. So stick around for part two, three, four, and five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe season. But Knowing us, it. we'll have something to say about each yeah. thing. <laughs> the hard part is going to be not getting distracted by another topic that comes up while we're in the middle of a series on seasons. We'll have to like record the whole thing first yeah. and then put them out. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that though. Yeah. What's our topic for today? Topic for today is forgiveness. Mm. This is one we've been holding on to for a while because it's Mm. a really big one. Yeah, this one has been on our minds for at least three weeks. If you've heard us say, um, oh, and we're so excited for next week. We've got this really great topic. And then we held off because it's just too good. Mm -hmm. And so now we're ready to breach this topic. Mm -hmm. And my friend, Lauren, shout out to Lauren had messaged me and was like, I need you guys to do an episode on forgiveness. And she shared a story and it's just kind of sat with me that whole time. And I keep thinking of like, yes. Oh, and this about forgiveness. Oh, and this. So I'm really excited to finally get to talk about it. I agree. I was uh, brainstorming more as well in the 
in the shower this morning, you know, you do your best thinking while you're in the shower, Absolutely. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm excited. I, I don't think you and I have talked a lot about this topic together. We've only just said, we're going to talk about forgiveness. And I, so I think this is going to be a, maybe an interesting episode because I have no clue what you're going to say and vice versa. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I'm so excited about it. Yes. All right. So do you want to start? What do you want to sure. say? Jumping into it. I feel mm-hmm. like nowadays everyone kind of knows that line of like forgiving, forgiving other people is not for them, but it's, it's for you. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things about forgiveness that I've been like, I, that I battle with. And I think about a lot is that it's not, I'm not giving them my forgiveness. I'm forgiving them for my sake. Mm -hmm. And that thought led to a thought and I wrote it down because I was like, I need to, I need to sit on this more, but I wrote down not forgiving leads to victimhood. Mm. Okay. When you don't forgive somebody and you're holding on to that, you're constantly thinking about, well, they did this to me and I can't do this or I can't have this relationship or whatever, because they did this to me. Mm-hmm. And then victimhood can grow into this monster and a whole lifestyle change and can affect so many different things in your life. So it's amazing that that forgiveness is like, it's, it's huge. Do you think victimhood is more about like not taking responsibility and just like blaming others, pointing fingers? I, yes. And I, but I also think it's more than that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's, um, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to put it into words, but it's, it's a state of like self-assurance. Mm-hmm. Having that, that victim mindset makes mm-hmm. you feel like you're, you can't do anything for yourself. So it may not even be about others. Almost it's like might, not in control. Yeah, exactly. So you need help, like that learned helplessness that you're not mm-hmm. able to do stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that stems from victimhood. Mm-hmm. I think forgiveness, depending on the situation, not why would somebody forgive? What has to happen in order for somebody to say, I'm sorry, do you forgive me? So it's some type of situation, disagreement, uh, fight. Maybe you did something, didn't realize you did it. So it's some type of action or said thing that has hurt somebody in some way, shape, or form. And either they've told you, you've hurt me, or they haven't, or something has happened to you and you've got, you need to allow room to say, either you recognize that they're sorry for it and forgive them. Am I, I making any sense? Yes. No, you, you are. And I, you've brought up a good point. What, one of the things I was thinking of while you were talking is that forgiveness has nothing to do with the apology though. Yeah. Like if someone apologizes to you, that's great. But the forgiveness is just you. They may, mm-hmm. you can forgive someone for something they didn't even know they did. You can forgive someone for someone that blatantly crossed a boundary for you and knew they did it. Mm-hmm. You can have to forgive somebody that hurt somebody else and that you're not even involved in that mm-hmm. thing, but it hurt you because you, yeah. you know, like as a parent, 
I have to forgive a kid if they, you know, hurt my kid, but none of it relies on that apology. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the hardest pill to swallow about forgiveness, right? That you have to choose to forgive regardless of the apology. Right. I think, you know, forgiveness happens on your own time. You have to be willing and ready to open your heart to that space of forgiveness. You may forgive more quickly than others, or for others, it may take a long time to Mm -hmm. harness that forgiveness. I I feel like too on like, if you're what that relationship is with that person, like, is this Mm -hmm. a first time offense? Mm -hmm. And normally that like, you have a very loving relationship. I think those, I mean, obviously that's a lot easier to forgive. Yeah. It's a lot harder to forgive when it's a repeated offense or if it's that you already have like a strained relationship Mm -hmm. and then a big offense happens. Those are hard. That's really hard to forgive. Yeah. I was thinking about forgiveness, almost like grief where there's different phases and steps to grief. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are there steps to there? There's gotta be the different types of phases of forgiveness. And so I Googled it and there are, there are at least seven different people say different, different amounts of steps. So three, five or seven steps. But this one says the first step is you have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge the hurt. Step two is considering it. How did the hurt and the pain, how has it affected you? Ooh, and then that's an interesting step. I never would have thought of that Mm because to me that lumps into one, like that I'm hurt, but I love that that's separated out of like considering how that hurt has what the, what are the effects of that hurt? Yeah. The pain, how, how has it affected you? Yeah. And then this one I found most important because I agree with this. Like you have to accept that you cannot change the past. Like what has happened is done. What's done is done. You cannot change that. So accepting that the action has been done. It is what it is. And then that's step, step three. That was step three. So I feel like that's like the most crucial thing. Yeah. I being able to agree. stay out of victimhood. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and then determine, you have to determine whether or not you will forgive. Um, step five is repair and then learn and then forgive. Well, that brings up an interesting question because if forgiveness is for yourself, then do you have to repair it? Yeah. I think that's so much about like what we talk about though, is like that self-care portion, right? You know, and, and part of my affirmation and whatnot is, is taking responsibility. You are in control of you. You cannot control the events or the people around you, but you can control you. So taking that ownership, you know, repairing yourself. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Cause I feel like one of the hardest parts about forgiveness, it's not forgetting because I don't agree with forgetting. I think it's like, you have to, you have to be able to set that boundary though. Like if it's someone you're going to interact with again, and you say, I'm choosing, I know that forgiving is for me and not for them. I'm accepting it. You go through all the steps, you forgive, uh, you understand this in the past and you have to move on, but you have to take steps to protect yourself from it happening, mm-hmm. happening again. Like that's a tightrope that you have to walk. 
I think that's when you have to say that every experience that you go through or every um, encounter that you go through is such a learning experience because now you have to say, I need to create this boundary because I know this person or I know this this relationship I have with this person. And that's where that self-awareness and boundaries come into play. And that's how you can kind of protect yourself moving forward. Mm-hmm. There was a spot here that said on the repair, step five, note that you are repairing the relationship, not restoring it. Mm-hmm. It will likely take time for the relationship to return to normal, whatever that may look like for you. And I think that's so important because I, like you said, just because you forgive someone or something, it's like, you might not forget that words stab and hurt, you know, like, so you have to, just because you forgive, doesn't mean you forget. And depending on what was said, like things just will not go back to normal, like period. And so I thought that was interesting that you're not restoring it because again, what's done is done. You know, what's said was said, and it could take time depending on what happened for that relationship to return, turn to its base normal, you know? I'm a very visual person. We've talked about this. I always have analogies and it reminds me of the exercise that you do to teach kids about um, how powerful their words are, where you crumple up the paper Mm -hmm. and you try to flatten it back out again. And no matter how much you try to flatten it back out, it's going to have the wrinkles in it. Mm -hmm. But then as we're talking, I'm imagining it a step further. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to make a fold in the paper and then flatten it back out. You still have some good flat spots, but you crumple it and then flatten it again and then crumple it again and then flatten it again Mm -hmm. and then crumple it again. Eventually you're going to have tears. You're going to have a smaller piece of paper. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's major effects from letting it crumple over and over and over again, or fold in the same place over and over and over again. And I think that's where, so if I, if if I'm putting this, you know, in, in perspective with like my life, right. So maybe I'm friends with somebody, or I have a relationship with somebody who consistently harms me verbally, emotionally, mentally, physically, right. And I'm that piece of paper. I think that's where so much of that self-awareness that self-empowerment, you have to put up some type of boundaries because allowing a person to continually do that to you is not okay. And that's where you have to set up those boundaries of, you know, maybe I don't spend the whole day with this person. I only spend two hours with them because I know a whole day is not healthy for me. You know, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave this encounter feeling drained, upset, panicked, anxious, And that does nothing for me. It does nothing for my family. It does nothing for my relationship with my husband. So I have to say, instead of spending a whole day with whoever, I maybe need two hours or they've said these words to me and they were very hurtful. So I'm going to have that conversation. You said these things, it was hurtful. If they do it again, you have to say, you have to tell yourself, are you just going to continue to put yourself in that line of fire and become a wrinkled piece of paper? Or like you're going to say, I'm worth it and I'm enough. And what line of forgiveness you want to go through, if it takes you time to say, you know what, I've, I've learned from this, I forgive, I can forgive this person and move on. But I think so much about encounters with unhealthy people or situations has, you have to have that self-awareness 
and like, like self respect. Like you have to know that you don't deserve that. Right. That you're worthy of that forgiveness of giving mm-hmm. that gift to yourself of not letting them carry you. Yeah. Um, I've talked a lot about uh, my, one of my favorite books uh, with, with Edith Eager, Dr. Edith Eager and her mm-hmm, books, mm-hmm. The Gift and the Choice. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the ultimate person about to talk to about forgiveness because she is a Holocaust survivor. She lost both of her parents. Um, she was a teenager. And that's what basically what her books are about, are about forgiving and choosing, choosing to forgive and the, the gift that that was for her. And mm-hmm. one of the quotes I have from her about victimhood and forgiving, but it's basically victimhood is she says, suffering is universal, but victimhood is optional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the link, the link between those is forgiveness. Everybody suffers. You have to go through it. Yeah. The only thing that keeps it from turning into victimhood is forgiveness. Yeah. No, I think that's incredibly powerful. And I think so much of that, and just my personal opinion is like, it's just, you're in control, you know, of you, you're in control of what you say, how you react. And that means controlling who you're around, where you go, what you say, you know, no, I think that's powerful. Talking about self-worth and worthiness and feeling like you are worthy of that forgiveness and worthy of those boundaries brings me to thought about, you know, we've talked about forgiveness being a, someone else harms you or hurts you and, and you have to forgive them, but there's a component we haven't really talked about, which is self-forgiveness of like, mm. if you've done something, mm. you have to forgive yourself. And sometimes that's a, m- a million times harder than forgiving oh, for someone else sure. for harming you. Yes. I wonder if we could follow those same steps that you were just listing out those seven steps for self-forgiveness, mm-hmm. acknowledging that you're hurt, that you hurt yourself and accepting it and that you can't go back and change what you did. That's interesting. And how in repairing it with yourself and what that looks like, how do you repair yeah. it? No, I think that is uh, incredibly important. And I think like, I mean, like you said, it is so hard to do. And I think sometimes you don't realize that you need to forgive yourself until, I don't know, I don't know what that, I don't know what has to come up for you to say like, wow, I've actually been, I've actually been mad at myself for that. Guilt, guilt would be a good indicator. I did have a journal prompt about a year ago, actually in November. And one of them was, what can you forgive yourself for? And what would that look like? And it was powerful. There's your journal entry. Yeah. I think the guilt is like the biggest thing. I feel like if I'm, if I were to sit here and think about what, what do I need to forgive myself for? I would start with what is, what am I feeling guilty about? Mm-hmm. What do I feel shame about? Mm-hmm. And then what would forgiveness look like? I think you could play this victimhood, even if no one else harmed you, if it was just you, I think you could still do, go through the suffering of self-harm of not, not necessarily physical self-harm, but emotional, not mm-hmm, feeling like you're mm-hmm. worthy. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting to think about it that way, that maybe the victimhood could all be self-induced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, once forgiveness happens, what does that look like and feel like? That's a good question. I think, <laughs> I think, what well, while you think, um, I think, that it feels lighter. Yeah. 
because you've let go of something that has been heavy. I know I say that a lot, but like, that's the only way I can describe it is that it's just, it's been something that's been on your mind. It's been heavy. When you have something on your mind um, a lot, maybe you're not as present doing life with, you know, what's going on around you. So once you release that, I think it's just lighter and you feel more free. Yeah. It's still, I think the hard part is giving true forgiveness, truly forgiving. And then when you have to have repeat interactions, whether it's like you said, like with yourself, whether you're having to, you know, face that same face yourself constantly. And that's repeated habit or whatever it is or another person. And when those boundaries are really hard to put in place, then that true forgiveness and giving, feeling that weight is, is hard because that Mm -hmm. weight lifted is hard because you're, it's almost like you're, you're waiting for that other, the other side to drop, you know, you're waiting for Mm -hmm. it to happen again. And then that's not true forgiveness. Yeah. Getting to that true forgiveness is, but yet not forgetting and keeping your boundaries, that balance to me is, is extremely hard. Well, I think it's hard. And I think a lot of, a lot of what we've talked about before is like, it just, it also takes practice (laughs) and each person and relationship you have is going to be so different that even like, if you practice it with one person doesn't mean that you'll have the same result or same experience with somebody else. And I think it's just, um, I think that's what's hard about it. I think that's what's hard about life. It's like, it's just being vulnerable, compassionate beings with the people around you. And not skipping steps. Yeah. Like the, I like, I love that it laid out those steps because like, for example, um, with my girls at school, they'll have issues with a friend, um, crosses a boundary of theirs or harms them in some way. And, um, luckily the teachers have been phenomenal at reiterating the same thing of like, you don't have to, just because they're your friends, doesn't mean you have to forgive them right away. Mm-hmm. You, you need to, this, those steps that you listed kind of gives verbiage to what we were trying to explain, which is that you let yourself feel it. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay yeah. to be angry about it. Yeah. Uh, Cause if you skip those and you just jump to forgiveness it's all still there. It's just, yeah. you just buried it, you know, and yeah. then it's going to come out later in a different form because you didn't deal with it. Right. Um, so understanding that those emotions are important is something I learned later in life and trying to teach my girls that the anger and the uh, hurt and sadness is important to feel mm-hmm. um, so that you can then truly forgive rather than just sweeping it under the rug. No, for sure. For sure. This is a topic with many layers and everybody experiences all those different situations and encounters. Yesterday, I was having a great day and then I picked up my kids from school, took them to the grocery store and in about a span of 40 minutes, I encountered three really unpleasant people and they were very unkind people I don't even know. And I think my past former self would have held on to the anger that I felt and would have blamed people and them. I 
probably would have said, you know, mean things, <laughs> uh, you know, in my head about these people. But I've tried to be and have learned to be such a more compassionate person that it's like, okay, first off, they're not just doing it to me. They're not pointing me out in the grocery store and doing this to me. But also, they must have a story of their own. They've got to be going through something right now to be acting that way. If that's not the case, and that's just really sad, and they're not very compassionate human beings themselves, but on the whole ride home, I couldn't help but think about these three people who were just kind of blatantly rude and mean to me. And so I came home and like sat on the couch with my kids and we're just thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? These people just need, they need my blessing more than I do right now. And so I just kind of thought about them and thought about what they did. And I let that go. And I just sent them these positive, I sat there and I drank my tea. I was, so I was, I was like holding my daughter, drinking my hot tea, thinking about them, just sending them good thoughts. And I felt like that was my form of forgiveness for how they treated or acted around me and my kids. Yeah. But I feel like two years ago, I wouldn't have done that. I would have actually held on to that anger. I would have called my mom first thing in the crime, be like, you won't believe what these three people did to me and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm going to hold on to this like anger for the next week, telling people that I know, complaining about it, venting about it. And instead, like I just went home and I marinated in it. And I sent them blessings. You followed the steps. It wasn't yeah. a person you could repair it with, but you did, you repaired it in the sense, in a way that you stuff. could. Yeah. yeah. You let yourself be angry. You accepted it. You went through all the steps and that's, yeah. that's what it looked like for you. And I wouldn't have known that, you know, had I not looked up these steps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I Even me telling the story, I didn't, I wasn't putting two and two together that yeah I was going through those steps but that's interesting but it, we've talked about it before with like addiction and everything too of like the mm -hmm. those steps and the first step or I guess in this one is the third step but very early on it's always acceptance yeah you have to accept things the way they are mm -hmm. before you can change them which I think is just mind-blowing to me yeah and the, the phrase, you know, it is what it is or what's done is done. There are people that, you know, go crazy over that. Oh, but it is not what it is, what it is. And I'm like, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you can't change that. And like you said, how are you going to change that in the future? Does right. that look like setting up boundaries for you and your family? Does that look like having a conversation with that person in the future? Does that, what does that look like? And how are you going to um, move forward? Because staying in that space where those certain people or certain actions just continue to happen. You're, you're allowing it. Right. That's and so, so now it's like, yeah, there's nobody, nobody's fault, but you, it's a choice you, you're right. choosing. Do you want to choose to help yourself or do you want to choose to sit in that play that, that space that hurts you? It's that you're in charge of writing your own story. Yeah. So I think when you sit down and you look at those events in the past and you picture it as a book of like, this was a previous chapter. How do I want the next chapter to go? Who do I want my main character, me to be? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A book is boring without some sort of struggle or trials that they have to go through. Mm -hmm. So you've just added some excitement to your book, but now what kind of person 
is going to come out on the other end of the, the story. Yeah. I think what I've asked myself and I've actually, I've started asking other people, well, what did you learn from that? Because I feel like everything can teach you something, you know, mm-hmm. I ask myself if I go out with certain people and I come home really drained, what did I learn about myself? Mm-hmm. If I go out with certain people and I come back with my cup really full, what did I learn about that? You know, and how am I going to move forward with making sure I'm not constantly drained, you know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. curating your feelings and your experiences. And I mean, we can't, we can't have a perfect life, nor do we want a perfect life, Yeah. but being able to direct things in the way, in the, in the path that we want to take, that we want to go on. I think like what you're saying plays back to something we kind of reiterated every episode is that self-awareness. You have to have that self-awareness first to say, I I feel drained when I do this. And then taking that a step further and analyzing, why do I feel drained? Right. Which is that step two of the forgiveness thing. If there's one thing I've learned, there's steps to everything in life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There are phases and steps to everything. No, I think you, I think you hit, I think you hit the nail on the head self-awareness and asking those questions to yourself. Yeah. I think one of the the big questions that I tend to ask myself more nowadays is how am I, how am I feeling today? Yes. And, yeah. um, and why? Right. And a lot of times the funny part is like, I have a habit of feeling busy or frustrated or anxious, but really when I sit and think about how am I feeling today? I feel happy. I feel happy underneath it. So it might look on the outside because of habits, I might look anxious or scared or nervous or depressed or whatever. But when I take that time to check in with myself and I say, how am I feeling today? It's, I feel happy. And then letting myself be happy, turning off those other habits and saying, I'm going to be happy. I'm happy today. It's so funny that you say that because just the other day, at the end of the day, just felt so good. I just felt my cup was full. And as I practice all these things that I've been practicing for the past two years and learning and growing in, in my journey, whatever boundaries I'm having to set up, I just feel happy 95% of the time. Yeah. And it's such a good feeling now. Okay. Maybe, um, we go through that time of the month or whatever. And I have those couple days where I'm just like, my hormones are fluctuating and yeah, I'm just for, for whatever reason I am in a mood, but I know that I'm in that mood and I have, and I, I have to do whatever I have to do that day that I know is going to help me because I've recognized to those things. I've accepted those things and now I'm doing what I need to do. But for the most part, I'm grateful and I'm happy. That's a good place to be. That's a great place to be. And being able to say, like, I'm, I'm feeling really frustrated, right? I'm noticing I'm feeling frustrated right now. And um, why am I feeling so frustrated? And being able mm-hmm. to change it more quickly back to joyful rather than sitting in that frustration. Sitting in it for like yeah. three days, because that does right. nobody any good. Right. You're yeah. forgiving and moving on, whether you're forgiving yourself. I have to forgive myself a lot. I think most people do, but like mine will be, mine's usually in the evening when it's like my intentional forgiveness. I look back at my day 
and I'm planning out my next day. And there's always stuff on my list that didn't get done that I intended on getting done. And that's usually my forgiveness thing is like, okay, these are the things I didn't get done and that's okay. And I forgive myself and tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. And I feel like that's an example of true forgiveness because I'm learning that the days when I don't truly forgive myself and I carry it over to the next day of like, see, Rachel, you're just lazy. You're not getting stuff done. And then like that, that self-talk, look at that self-talk. It gets worse and worse. Uh, And then you're grumpy and then, yeah. Yeah. And my self-worth just tanks. And so if I can truly forgive and let myself be a repeat failure every single day and be okay with that. Like, okay, I didn't get it done again today. I'm it's still good. You know, I got all these things done and that's great. And touching on that, it's like almost as if, you know, when you're, you're with your kids all day and you constantly say, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 don't do that. No, 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 no. And then like, it's like, boom, boom, boom. So you looking at your list and saying, well, I didn't get that done. And I didn't get that done. And I didn't get that done. But shifting that to say, wow, you really helped so-and-so right now. That's such a great job. And focusing on those like positive actions and saying, wow, I really did get A, B, and C done. Despite the craziness of the day, I got this done and praise yourself for that. Instead, just like in this, I'm speaking to myself right now because I need to do this with my kids. Cause I've, I've noticed, I'm like, don't do that. You're hitting, don't hit, don't hit, don't stop running, stop running. And I need to just say like, wow, noticed that you just helped your sister right now. Thank you so much. That What a big boy you are, you know, and really start that positive praise. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, it just, it goes back to words matter. The way you talk to yourself matters. The way you talk to others, that self-talk, it's just so important because you do a lot. You do so much every day and you should praise yourself for that, you know? Yep. And I get more done the next day. Like it might take a week to unravel, but <laughs> I'll go on a slide where I'll get like nothing done. And then I start the negative self-talk sets in, but like after a couple of days of going, Nope, I forgive myself. I'll do better tomorrow. And then repeating that talk. I do get more done. Like after yeah. a week of that, I'm, I'm, my progress is, is going way better. This is what I look like at the end of the day on my to-do list. All right. I got that. I got that. I got oops, didn't get all that. And I just like crumple it up and I just throw it away. And I'm like, I'll get to that next week. (laughs) That wasn't important. Yep. Wasn't obviously wasn't a priority. (laughs) There are, there are days where I'm like, man, I should have paid that bill like three weeks ago. Good thing. They sent me a square invoice today. That was so much easier. The trick is at the end of the day, when you are looking at your to-do list and you have like nothing crossed off, yeah. I think back of what I did that day and I go add it to my list and I cross it off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, if I did empty the dishwasher and it wasn't on my to-do list, but I did it, <laughs> I'll go yeah. put it on my list and wrote, put that on there. Dishwasher check. Uh, got a shower check, check, folded that load of laundry. That's been sitting in the basket for a couple of days. Check, check, check. Yeah. And then you start to, you know, realize you did do stuff. You did. Yes. A worthless, lazy something, you know, you actually got stuff done, picked up my kids from school, check. And even on the days that maybe 
I do this. I don't know if you do this, Rachel. You probably don't do this, but you know, on the days that like you sit and watch three movies in one day while your kids are at school, because that's what you need for self mental health care day. Okay. Then I did that because I'm repairing myself that day. And that's still something I rested check check. That's right. I drank my water. That's important. Yep. Check. I only ate four Oreos. <laughs> this is a whole sleeve (laughs) that's right that's right the small wins what um what do we want to leave our listeners with for to do's um I loved the journal entry you did you talked about earlier about what is something you can forgive yourself for a challenge is really hard because I can't you can't just like go challenge yourself to (laughs) go forgive someone Yeah, yeah. I think I really liked those steps that you found and maybe a good challenge is to just, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you're thinking of something that needs to be forgiven, whether it's for yourself or a person, where are you on that, that step? Are you at step one? And then acknowledging Um, I'm at step one and that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. And I'm going to work on step one. Yeah. And not trying to skip ahead, but just simply acknowledge what step you're at with that forgiveness. Yeah, that's powerful. I think that's great. I knew this was going to be a fun topic. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Have a beautiful day. and Thank you for joining us. Have a great week. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being here. We hope you enjoyed our conversation and ultimately found some aha moments that allow you to reflect and take positive action. If you found this episode interesting and helpful, please consider liking, sharing, subscribing, and even leaving a review. As always, you are worthy, loved, and powerful.